Hey, PYHT listeners, it's your host, Cameron, here talking to you from my house. And I wanted to spend, send a special shout-out to you guys for all your help raising money for the LA Gay and Lesbian Center. We raised over $1,500, and I'm super proud of that contribution. So thank you guys so much. And hey, here's some shout-outs to everybody who donated. Quiddy C. Wilson, Jamie Gortmaker, Tom Nicolopoulos, Marcus A. Jones, Kara Geising, Carlos Lamas, Mark Nix, David Pavlis, Gabriel Sequerios, Jason Seaman, Benjamin T. Wake, Sarah Ludwig, Charles France, Lisa Miller, Kevin Panconan, Ken Roberts, Matthew Belletti, Peter Young, Majimbo, Rachel Hadaway, Danielle Schoenberg, TJ Chambers, Corey Fitzgerald, Benjamin Weirs, Dean Tripp, Joshua Hegarty, Christopher Sheehan, Zachary J. Baker, Zachariah J. Baker, rather, Dan Hall, and of course my dad, Nick Esposito, who also donated. Hey, uh, thanks so much. Oh, and Twitter, Twitter user Kinoa3000 also gave a generous donation. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Really appreciate everything that you did for the show. And there's one more thing you could do to help us, and that would be just to tweet out your support. If you like the show and you like listening to it, send that link out and let people know what's going on. We're so proud to be providing free stand-up comedy from people we love and love to listen to. So anything you can do to let your pals know that this is a great show, we'd appreciate it. Thanks, guys, so much. I hope you have an awesome day. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the ECB. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Please put your hands together. 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 Job, whoever that is over there, fucking nailing it right out of the gate. Great, nice. Let's hear for that person. Really bringing their a game in terms of response to my arrival on the stage. For the rest of you, I'm uh, Cameron Esposito. I'll be your host tonight. You can go crazy now. Oh, amazing! Show. We've got an awesome show in store. I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked on all the comics that are here. Fuck yeah. I'm wearing my Bears uh, Super Bowl t-shirt that I bought off of eBay to remind me of my family. The Chicago Bears. No, um, because my family lives in Chicago. That's really... Thank you for saying the Bears. Thank you for saying that. That's weird because that should be actually like culturally irrelevant at this point to say the Bears. Except that they're currently peddling that commercial again, so... Way to, good job. Nice, you're nailing it. Are you those guys? Is that who you are? Okay, um, well, as interesting as you are, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, uh, you're born and raised in Chicago. Do you live out here now? Yes. How long, how long ago did you move? Three years ago. How's it going? Are you all right? Yeah, I love the weather. How's the kale? Rate the kale on a scale of one to kale. Pretty kale Yeah, I mean, it's, stu- it's stupid to joke about that, but literally the, all the grocery stores are sold out of kale. There's just a... There, everything else in the grocery store exists, and then there's just a hole that is marked like kale used to be here. And that's every grocery store in Los Angeles. And then you get hit in the parking lot almost by somebody who's going, A hundred! And that's what it feels like to live here. What, what brought you out here? Do you do, uh... Do you work? What do you do for a living? Sales. What do you sell? Software. Software. Feels like there's a. It feels like it's like dirty software. Because like, you're holding so much back. Let's say software, but you mean like limp dicks or something. I sell limp dicks. Software. You wear it. Soft. Um, you sell Packers. That's cool. I can get behind that. Uh, I, I, you know why I'm wearing this shirt? Because I watched football over the weekend. I, I'll admit it. it was, I was so tired, 
And we got a TV, and it gets one station, and that station was playing football <laughs> this weekend. And so uh, we, uh, my, uh, my fiancé and I, and we have a dog, and we watch football to, with our... Like, what is happening in my life? And it, we, we just closed the blinds so that sunshine didn't come in. I guess that's where I'm at. I didn't know... I, I forgot that I love football. Does anybody actually like... And I'm not... Here's what I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about... I don't love, like, football. I don't love, like, a team. And I don't love, like, a player. And I certainly don't have fantasies about football, nor do I play fantasy football. I mean, like, I like... uh, And I also know it's super dangerous. Yeah, they are killing themselves for us. It's not... Their heads are not happy, and we are hurting them. And we're paying them a lot of money, hoping that the rest of their lives they can be sort of okay. (laughs) Um, with the brain function that is still in their brains. Um, but it is fun to watch. <laughs> Anybody in this artsy crowd admit to it that they like football? Anybody? A couple people? Oh, that's actually more than I thought. Okay, that's cool. Specific teams or just like the game of football? Packers. What? Packers? Vikings. Okay, yeah. I mean, again, who cares? Like, I, I know you care, but who cares? Like, who cares? I just don't... I guess I don't understand being like, ah, oh, like a t- like, oh, like, I, like, who care? I mean, it's just, it's hard for me to, because they're, you know, I guess it's like, here's why it's hard for me to care, because then they bo- both teams do amazing stuff, you know? So it's hard for me to want to vote, vote? See, that's how much I love sports. It's hard for me to want to vote for one team with my ballot of my voice. Um... No, because I'm a real turncoat is what is the problem. Because I'll be like, I love this team. They make excellent passes. And I like this team. They make excellent running. Um, it's hard to choose. But it was, it was taking me back so hard. In high school, I, so I, um, a lot of times on this show, now I host the show every week. Um, sometimes we also have Rhea Butcher, who's a producer on the show. Sometimes she hosts. You can, you can hear for Rhea. But like, I'm here a lot and I talk a lot. Yep, thank you for that one. Yes, fuck yeah. Correct. <laughs> Um, but a lot of times I talk because I'm uh, obviously a lesbian in every way I don't mean I'm a lesbian in every way I mean I am a lesbian in every, I just mean obviously in every way I'm a lesbian um, let's go through all the ways it's a checklist of oh yep and still that also like almond milk you know what I mean like not even soy milk I'm like almond milk unsweetened okay Um, and like occasionally, like you wouldn't want to overdo it. Like mostly almonds, you know what I mean? But like occasionally almond milk as a treat, you know, (laughs) almond milk wrapped around a date. You know what I mean? Occasionally, if I want to be crazy. But, uh, in, and so sometimes I talk about that, you know, that I have, uh, I find it challenging to relate to adult men because like, I don't need men and that's, it's hard to like men if you don't need men. Does that make any sense? Cause like it's like all it's all like yelling and chest hair, and then if you if you're if you're like oh but I get to get fucked by that, then you're like nah well. But if you're like I don't want to be fucked by that, then you're like get away. Like it's it, it's true. It's like you get all of the things, and I get all of the listening to you. Um, and it's hard to stay on track. Which I mean, and I but I was remembering watching this football game um, that. You know, the last, like, I was remembering, like, the last man that I, like, really, and I'm not talking about a friend um, or, like, my dad. I mean, like, the last man I, like, really, like, loved. Um, In high school, I had a really long-term boyfriend. We dated for a lot of college as well. And he was an athlete. He was, like, a, like, a, I don't know if anybody here has ever met somebody who's just born. He was, like, a, just, like, like, his 30 for 30 would have been every teacher of, for his entire life being, like, he jumped over a desk, and that's how he ended in his paper. Like, he's, he was... He walked in high school. The track team, our t- our varsity track team, would um, just have him walk on and just run anchor in every relay, and he didn't have to go to practice. Like he was that. They were just like, "Can you? Do you mind if you come?" Sorry, because you're really fast, so you don't have to do anything. Just show up, and here's sweats. Um, so we had like a bunch of sweats from a lot of different teams. He wasn't really on. On our football team, he was the safety. He's a strong safety. He also did punt return. He also was a running back. Uh, he also... What other position? He, he played all the time. There was never a time that he wasn't playing. 
And one game, he scored six touchdowns and ran for, like, 450 yards. Now, I was also, like, I loved him. I was sexually attracted to him also because he had, like, a beautiful body. I don't know if you have ever seen somebody that just walks onto a track team, but they are not flabby. (laughs) (laughs) Not that flabby's not great. I mean, I'm representing sometimes for that in my own body, and I love that about myself. But he was like a, he looked like a statue. A hairy, young statue. And he was beautiful. And he was also really nice, which helped. And he liked to watch movies with me and not fool around too much, which was great. Because I didn't want to do that at all. I had rules, like, he couldn't touch my shoulders. I had, like, rules like, you can't touch my shoulders, because that's how girls are with boys. (laughs) And I was really into abstinence, uh, because I went to Catholic school, and I had been told a lot of stuff about, like, abortion, um, but also mostly because I didn't want to have sex. (laughs) So it was pretty easy (laughs) to abstain from that. So we didn't, and I also didn't really give him a lot of, uh, blo- this is going to be a blowjob story, and then that's how the, then the show's going to end up that. I didn't really give him, like, any blowjobs ever, because that's hor. like, if you don't, because you can, I don't know, like, you can get into, like, if it's, like, just touching your general body, if a penis, it being a penis, is just, like, touching your general body, it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight, like, that, bodies feel good against bodies, but, like, putting something in your mouth that you don't want to ever look, that's the closest you could possibly... <laughs> Unless if it was fucking you in an eye. Like, that's the closest you can be to something. You're like, get that, no! And then you have to, but you can't even say no because you're eating it. <laughs> so I never, I never would give him a blowjob. And all my friends knew about this because all of their guy friends would talk about it. And I would be like, sorry, I'm waiting, but I'm very charismatic. So <laughs> stick around. I will run for student council a lot. Um... In that game where he scored six touchdowns, my, one of my closest friends was sitting in front of me, and she, was, she stood up in the stands right after he scored his final touchdown. And it was crazy. Like, the whole, like, everybody was losing their goddamn mind, and I was so proud of him. And then she turned, and there were parents, and she turned around and she yelled at me, and she goes, uh, Now will you give him a blowjob? <laughs> and I remember, like, the anger that she had. <laughs> like, for him. You know what I mean? Where she was like, Look at this guy! Look at this guy working for you! Just the once. Just the once, and right at the opportune moment, I, I, uh, I, I laughed. Which is not what you're supposed to do when you are receiving a dick in your mouth. But I did laugh, um, and the force of the laugh caused his semen to fly up into the back of my head and then out my nose. Which burned a lot. But got me out of blowjobs for like another two years. Because I was like, oh, it's terrible, it's burning, do you see? We're not meant to do this. I took him right home. Poor guy. I think he's doing fine. We, uh, we, st- we met, we ha- had like dinner, or not dinner, lunch, not that long ago, and uh, it didn't come up. <laughs> and by it didn't come up, I mean his penis didn't come up the back of my throat. <laughs> and by come, I mean C-U-M. <laughs> that was great. That was a great story. I felt great about that story. <laughs> And this next comic uh, is such is such a fucking treat to have him stop by tonight. He is here uh, just running some just running a short set, and and the reason that we're so happy to have him is because he's about to tape for his television show, uh, The Meltdown, and we're so stoked for him. I'm so stoked for him. He's been a friend of mine for a while, and like it's just really exciting to have him have this show on Comedy Central. So check that show out and go to those tapings if that's even a thing you can do. Uh, and also let's hear it right now from Mr. Kumail Nanjiani, guys. Give it up for Kumail. <laughs> are taping mm-hmm. starting on February 5th at That's your right. space that you, you actually get to tape at your space yeah I know show. yeah it's really awesome how long have you been running the show now three years three slightly years. over three years yeah so it's like really it's fucking cool as shit that you get to be in your little home oh, base oh yeah and like 
Well, that so was that part of it. Nice. When we went around, you know, pitching yeah. it, we were yeah. like, it has to be in the space. And if you don't want that, then we just won't do the show. We don't right. need to do a TV version of it. Yeah, I really thought it would be a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> got the space. You were. You got that space. You've been, you can't just do yeah, it. Yeah. You're like a silent partner on the. It's got to be the space. I am. John, yeah. John I'm an EP, like, right? It's got to be the space. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, of course. You're a silent EP. Yeah. I chill and take cash and then just. We are making a lot of money on the show. Yeah, you might think nobody's making any money. But that's wrong. Yeah, tons. I'm right? making hundreds of dollars. Hundreds, yeah. Can't thing. wait to cast those I checks. Mean, Interview bomb, done. Are you guys, you guys feeling that? Uh, that was John Daly. UCB trained John Daly. Um, <laughs> when is this going to go on air? We don't know. Summer sometime. Summer, but summer we're sometime. very excited, and we have an amazing lineup. And I don't think we're allowed to say who it is yet because they want to announce it. Yeah. It's going to be great. Well, fucking kill it. And Thank I, you. Yeah, that was a great show. Thanks for having yeah. me. Guys, Kumail Nanjiani, one more time for Kumail. Please check out The Meltdown and his show Wednesday nights at the Nerd Melt Theater, which is also called The Meltdown. It was pretty cool stuff uh, that they named their own show after their show. Uh, great. Hey, we're going to keep it rolling. This next comic also, what a fucking treat to have him here. Hilarious, dude. So happy to see his little face tonight. Let's hear from Moshe Kasher, guys. Give it up for Moshe. Wow. So, what's going on for you? Hey, what's up? <laughs> what do you... You're going to Sketchfest next weekend. Yeah, there's a person, though, in the green room that's freaking me out. So I'm doing this interview real low-key. Yeah, just kind of dodge yeah. your vibe. Yeah, this is pretty subtle, right, what I'm doing? Well, I mean, it would be more subtle if we were closer to her. You know what I right. mean? Because then it's like, she right. there's no clearly reason. you can't be talking right, but there was about no... her, if you're close to her. You know what I mean? That's like kind of like one cool way to... There's no reason for me to be doing this right now, but there was also no reason for you to break the illusion to your listeners. Because they could have believed that oh, they that were, you were right next. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't have known because it's a podcast. Right, yeah. So you. No, but we we also have cameras. Oh wow! In That's really your in my electronic cigarette. Yeah, in, yeah, in electron- <laughs> I totally. Your electronic cigarette is fucking bugged. Yeah, it's you know? real, yeah, yeah, that's really intense. Audio. It's, I watch The Wire. I know how things yeah, go. Homeland yeah. even would be like another example. Right, but I'm <laughs> I'm black and you're white, and so that's the difference, right? Right. So we're just talking in things we relate to. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay. Do you know okay. how black people love The Wire? Well, I mean, I I feel like black people learn about black people from The Wire. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like otherwise, how do you understand your own experience? Well, I was actually I am actually watching The Wire right now because after so many years of. After so after so many years, after she, she's actually here right now. I swear to God, she is close now. So this yeah, what I was mean, what was once a fake constructed drama is now well not yeah, now. now she's now we, left. She left. Yeah, but, but for a minute. I wish your podcast viewers. On. I wish there were cameras right now to see <laughs> that they could kind of catch the vibe. <laughs> but you missed the vibe. There's a lot of vibes here tonight, actually. You know, even just like it's weird how as a comic you cannot fucking get away from that in your little mind right like just being up there if there's one fucked up oh, yeah. vibe like it could be outside the theater it could be down the street right we zero in you do you find the person that doesn't like you and you go for it so we do Chelsea together we have done it one we time have, we have and that is a place since? I have yeah I oh like, and that's a place where I, no I was gonna say that's a place where uh, it's weird because you can't look at the audience hard to catch a vibe and sure. so you've no idea what's going on right. you're actually talking to her right. the audience is somewhere else Oh, that's the end of that set. Shit. 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 Yes. Oh, that's good. That's still running even. That's amazing. Guys, Moshe Kasher, one more time for Moshe. Hey, uh, well, the special treat coming up next. I have never seen this comic before. Um, I assume he's a comic. I got... It's just kind of a phrase, really, to introduce him. Like, I guess it's a name. It's just, it's pretty vague. Um, you guys should stop talking is what you should do right there. How's it, do, how's it going, stand-up mustache? Were you debriefing Moshe's set? Yeah, what was sticking with you? And now it feels like you were just talking about something else. Oh, a bunch of Nazi shit? How did you get that much out? That was like a second. You were just like, swastikas and also killing. You were just like, kept going. That one guy, he did the experiments and the lottery. You were just like, you know, yeah. Um, what? Okay. 
think uh, we wouldn't have superheroes if we didn't have Nazis. <laughs> because with the timing of most comic books, like still today, if you like almost any movie that you watch, it's, there's always going to be like, oh, no, there's the Nazis. I was wondering when the Nazis, but it's right now. And some of you guys are like, ah, I don't know if that's true. But think of any movie you've ever seen. <laughs> Captain America, other movies about other captains. <laughs> Fucking Nazis, you know what I mean? These guys get a, a bad rat. No, they don't get, they get exactly that. What? That's not, I didn't, what if I, that's not what I, I didn't mean that. I'm just saying if you're paying attention, especially that you're still talking. It's just weird because I can visually see you. Just get, well, don't do that here. It's just rude. Yeah. How does that feel? T- to... Well... It's the life you're living. Um, what do you do for a living, mustache? Yeah, I know. Trust me, if you would have asked me what I think you do for a living, that's exactly what I would have said. <laughs> Nebulous bunch of shit. Can you name, uh, what's like the most recent thing you were paid to do? What is it? Nothing? Nothing you feel comfortable saying? Wow. What's that like? Pretty? Feels like, what? You can always rely on that I know. Okay. It's funny because when you talk to me, super mumbly. Well, then when you talk to her, you, what? Okay. Did you say you're not drinking or you've been drinking? Okay. Feels like we're disagreeing on whether or not you're saying things. He's ta- what, how are you? How are you, uh, blonde leaner? You're trying to separate yourself from mustache now? But you're still leaning towards him. Like, you're still invested. I want you to know, mustache, she didn't abandon you in this moment. Oh, she touched your chest. Okay. That's, I would not have done that with him uh, at this point because he's a little fake mumbler, you know? So I wouldn't have done that. He gets paid for nothing that he can say. Um, what do you do? Blonde leaner? Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I'm going to stop talking to you because you're too L.A. to function. <laughs> can we agree that you're not... You're just going to stand there, right? But Or if you talk... You're just going to, like, not do that, right? You're just not going to talk, right? Or, like, you're just going to move and stuff, right? You want to hear another joke from me? Well, you know what? Um, your behavior does not get that from me right now. I need, a, I need, a, I need an audience uh, that... Well, no, these guys are sweet. Like, you guys deserve a joke. But also, we have to move the show rolling. So I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal. Uh, if you be chill... But like not as, no, less, no, if you ramp it up and be normal. Uh, for this next comic, I will tell you a joke after he's done. How's that sound? Deal? Okay, fucking awesome. Great. Whoever gave them mollies, stop it. Guys, straight from Brooklyn. So happy to have him. Let's hear it right now for Come On Now. Uh, because you know, it kind of adds the realism of like, oh, there's other people around. Yeah, it's, it's like, show. It's whoa. Human beings. They know and each then other. Daily came out. I was yeah. like, so cool. People are gonna cool. love that. <laughs> it's like a cool preview. People do love that yeah. kind of weird <laughs> shit. So you got a lot of stuff. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right out. No, we're gonna leave that in. So much stuff going on. Um, mm-hmm. you got a lot of stuff going on right now. Sure, yeah. Kroll show stuff is out. Mm-hmm. Um, show episode two came out today. Yeah. And then. Also, you're in betas. Betas, which yes. I haven't seen yet. Yes. Oh, I've seen sorry. Some of your cool show stuff. And it's oh, amazing. cool. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, thank um, you. I appreciate that. I think so you're hilarious as well. Oh, yay. yeah. So you're in like two shows right now that are happening. I'm on two TV shows. One on Amazon betas, and uh, yeah. Has that happened show. before? Because I mean, I know you do a lot uh, of no. Like, no, absolutely not. Stuff, and you've been um, doing this for a long time. But having two shows out at once is pretty. It's a very rare crazy. thing, and it's uh, amazing, and I'm so grateful. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do next? I mean, you know, I mean, it's like you're. It's I mean, crazy. Well, hopefully, I'll do some movies. And... Three, like three, like three TV shows. Don't you think? Like three, three TV shows. It's I like wanna... it goes three TV shows, then movie. I yeah. Think that's, it goes. 
think that's, that's then, the... Then movie, and then back to web series, then and then it's just a Twitter feed. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and it's just my Twitter feed, yeah. <laughs> well, um, all of these people that are listening at home, they'll watch you on all of those things, and they'll love you. Awesome. So thank you. Thank you. And that's amazing. We're going to get all of that on here. Uh, well, first of all, that was not... That was John Daly, is who that was. That was John Daly, and you didn't see him on the Kroll Show or everything. Uh, Betas, I think he's also on uh, right now, which is amazing. Uh, that dude is a hilarious gentleman. Also, we record the show and distribute it as a podcast, so sometimes I'm backstage doing interviews while people are doing their sets because I'm the hardest working person doing a show for free in show business. Um, but that's still recording, so I hope we can... Ryan, if you could just kind of loop the audio so that it's doubled on top. Actually, if you could just... Pl- what I'd like to do is play it twice. Like, I want to play this full part, and then the listeners at home have to re-listen through the different microphones. Sort of. This was kind of an art piece, which I'm pretty sure could get into mocha. MoMA? LACMA. Lactates? Lactated. Lactate is what you drink uh, if you can't digest milk. Am I right? You seemed like you were not... She was like, is she going to land this one? And then I fucking did. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. What's, that, what's, your, uh, what's your visible tat? What, a zombie. A zombie? Of course. Right in your arm. Is he a good zombie? Oh, she's... A, oh, it's a she? She's a pretty zombie? I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah. Right, because as people, she's pretty angry because as people were complicated, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like we might like, oh, like look at this, but then I could be dead and then a worm, you know? Yeah, yes, right. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's that's pretty complicated, but it's also like you know the human existence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like ashes to ashes, dust to dust, and then like. You, like, I mean, for instance, you have a zombie on your shoulder, but, like, what if you die from a zombie attack? Have you ever thought about how fucked up that would be? And then people would be like, what's on her shoulder? And then what if suddenly she was just alive again? So that would be a pretty weird... Yeah, well, you should think about these things. Before you get a tattoo on your... I think that's a side effect of becoming a zombie, is that any tattoos on your body that are currently dead reanimate. They have a warning about that on, on tattoo shops? Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest. If you're going to get a tattoo, you're not reading any warnings. Am I right? <laughs> you are not. You're like, eh, who cares where that needle came from? Put it in. <laughs> I've always heard that people say that. <laughs> about tattoos. This is cool. You're doing great. You have a tattoo. What's, your, what's going on in your arm? We were just talking about this outside. I yeah. Complicated story. You say it's your mom, yeah, it kind of looks but it's like not. Me, which was an accident. Oh, it looks like you. Really who who is it? So it's Lena Cavallari, who's an opera singer in the early 1900s. Shit, this is really complicated. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. You don't care about her at all. No. I just liked her face, which is the funny part, because then people are like, "It looks like." Where'd you find her face? You just were like, oh, get that on me. <laughs> Did you, were you looking for just like, were you just Googling faces? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. And then you just triangulated that. <laughs> Printed out a picture. Uh-huh. It, is that working on there? Her face is cracking with light. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's actually... Hey, that's a great tattoo. That looks exactly like you. Yeah. Um, no, it did work out. Well, that's cool. Um, your terrible methods yielded you great results. <laughs> so I'm fucking proud of you. You know what I mean? You, you snuck one. You got one over on all of us, you know? That's the story of your life? You can't... Yeah. Uh-huh. Of course. What do you do for a living? Um, I work at a bar. Okay. You go to school, you work at a bar. What are you studying? Film. Film, yeah, okay. Well, not duh. I mean, I don't know. I don't know you, your hair, you could be a bike mechanic. (laughs) Or a sandwich maker. That's the hair of those things, too. I hope not. I don't feel like I want this. You don't want that hair to be a sandwich maker's hair? Sorry, I didn't mean to fuck you up in the brain. (laughs) 
it's the first time it's ever not worked out for you. You're like, usually I just fall into stuff, but I got this haircut because I thought of a picture. And this comic with another great haircut, she put me in my place. <laughs> no, you don't look like a sandwich maker. You know what you look like? You look like Lady Edith. And she's going to get it this season on Downton, am I right? She's going to get it. Sexual activity or something. I hope so. Get out there, kid. You know what I mean? Tough for her. Tough to set yourself apart with Marion and Sybil died. <sighs> but everything's coming up, Edith. And that's what you are to me. All right. Hey, we're going to keep the show rolling. We got great comics coming up next. I don't know who they are. Because I came out here without the running order because I was doing an interview. So I'm just going to say the name of the person I think is next. Hopefully they're backstage. If they're not, what the fuck? Who cares? It's going to work out, am I right? Ladies and gentlemen, just moved here from New York. Adam Conover is here. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Give it up for Cameron Esposito, everybody. Oh, so wonderful. Doing it on the fly, running from backstage. I'm here. She remembered my name. She remembered that I just moved here from New York. That's absolutely true. It's really wonderful to be here and do what no comedian has ever done before. Move to Los Angeles from New York. I'm doing just a great job of it. I'm learning to drive, uh, which is a fun sentence to say when you're 30 years old. Uh, it's like telling people you're learning to read, but that's kind of where I'm at with it. I've been taking Ubers, the car service Uber everywhere, which, very convenient, a uh, little expensive, very pricey. My friend told me, uh, who I'm staying with, he was like, oh, you should take Lyft. That's like similar, but it's cheaper. But then he told me the catch is you have to get in the front seat, fist bump the driver, and talk to him the whole way. <laughs> Uh, I'm not made of money, but I will gladly pay extra to not have to do that. <laughs> Sign me up for first class every time, I think. What is this business model? Do I have to pay the guy in weed, too? Or is it an ass, gas, or grass situation with the lift car? I mean, the pink mustache implies they're into some things, so... Uh, I don't drive, or I'm a bad driver because I, uh, I have really bad eyesight. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm legally blind in one eye. I have, like, no depth perception at all. Um, so I've never played sports, never caught a moving object in my whole life. Uh, I grew up playing a lot of video games. Uh, I love video games. I feel like video games are, like, our generation's medium, you know? I think what I love about games so much is that, like, in real life, I'm just, like, a shitty schlub. I can't even drive, drive a car, you know? In a video game, I can live out, like, my most impossible fantasies, you know? Like, in a game, I can, like, kill a dragon or own my own home. It's incredible. <laughs> They're only like 500 gold pieces. In real life, I make 5 GP a week. Uh, never enough to do that. Uh, here's the problem with video games, though, is that they're getting so good now that people are saying that video games are like becoming their own art form. You guys heard that? Like, uh, like they're better than movies or whatever? Uh, look, as much as I love them, they're not there yet. Because no matter how good a video game is, whenever you're playing it, every 30 seconds, something happens that reminds you it's just a game and takes you out of it. You know, like I was playing this game, Red Dead Redemption. It's like a really intense Western game. It's like so full of how gritty and dark it is. Like I'm at my campsite. This guy rides up on his horse and he's like, come on, we got to go into town. Charlie McCoury just cut up a whore's face. And we gotta hang him. Press B to get on your horse. It's like, okay, that took me out of it a little bit, you know what I mean? Broke the illusion. We're riding along, he's like, you know, ever since my wife died of typhoid, my only comfort is the cold tang of steel and blood. Tap A to grieve. Faster, tap it faster, you're losing the grieving minigame. Oh, you win. Well, you get a new outfit for your cowboy. Now let's get to the lynching. <laughs> Mixed messages. Um, 
I, uh, I, I should play less of them. I'm growing up a little bit. I just turned 30. I've been dating my girlfriend for about five years. We're very happy, but apparently those are the numbers at which starts kicking in. People start begging you to get engaged. Right? When are you getting married? When are you getting engaged? We don't want to do it. We're waiting a little bit. Marriage is way too complicated. There's like so many marriage traditions you're expected to follow. We don't even know why we do them anymore as a culture. Like I was talking to my mom, and she was telling me that when you're shopping for an engagement ring, the rule is the ring has to cost two months' salary. Have you guys heard that? that? That's like a thing. That's like what her mom told her. That's what she told me. That's the rule. I thought that was weird. So I went home and I looked it up. And it turns out that's not a rule. That's just an ad campaign that the De Beers Diamond Corporation ran in the 30s. Then people just internalized it, forgot it was an ad, and now they repeat it to each other as a rule. That's crazy, right? That's got to be like the most successful ad campaign of all time. That's like if in 50 years people were going like, oh, I'm kind of hungry. Uh, uh, what's that old rule? Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you must eat pizza all the time. All right, guess we're having pizza bagels. Because that's the rule. Thank you guys for remembering the ad campaign. I know it was a long walk, but you were excited when we got there. Uh, uh, I, I have to say, though, that I understated it a little bit because I continued to read the Wikipedia article, and it turns out that the entire concept of a diamond engagement ring was made up by the De Beers Corporation in the 30s to sell more diamonds. That's true, nobody was doing it before then, they were just exchanging bags of cow shit or whatever. <laughs> De Beers put it in movies and magazines to make you think it was a thing you had to do, now it's a part of our culture. Now, I find that to be a mind-blowing fact. Unfortunately, uh, we're still fucked because knowing that does not get you out of buying an engagement ring. Because I can't propose to my girlfriend and be like, uh, honey, will you marry me? Well, this isn't a ring because the concept of an engagement ring is a scam on the part of the De Beers Corporation. Uh, this is a joint checking account, you know, far more meaningful. Oh, what? Oh, fine, fuck, we'll go to Jared. Great, oh, fine, we're on our way. Um, I do have to think that I would uh, prefer to be a woman. Uh, <laughs> I do. There's so many uh, experiences that women get to have that I'm, I'm jealous of. Um, not childbirth. That's clearly a horror show. Uh, <laughs> that's not a miracle. That's a curse from God. I don't care what Oprah tells you. Uh, but I, I think that sexually, women have it way better than men do because the female orgasm is like clearly so much better than the male orgasm. Like it makes me mad I'll never get to experience one. It's fucked up. Like don't get me wrong, I've never had one so I have no firsthand knowledge. However, I have seen it happen to other people like once or twice, you know, <laughs> on like a good night. Uh, definitely looks a lot better than what happens to me. Like when I come it's just like, like eh. It's like over in a second. When my girlfriend comes, it's like she's traveling through time. Her eyes roll back in her head. She's like... <laughs> Ten minutes later comes out of it going, The things I saw! I was gone for 10,000 years! I went to Narnia and ruled a kingdom! Oh, what happened to you? Oh, wow, you made a mess. Very impressive. <laughs> Well, I hope you had fun. I touched the naked face of God. I think my gender wins. Uh, guys, my name is Adam Conover. You guys are wonderful. Keep it going, my camera, please. Guys, let's hear it for Adam. Keep it going for Adam. Hey, we have two comics next. New co we have two comics next. Both of them are left on the show, and one of them will come up first. <laughs> Uh, this next gal, so I lo I've loved her for a, for a long time, a huge fan of hers. She uh, writes an awesome blog called Blaria, and she is also, like, we were just talking backstage, because it's really fun to be kind of in a place where you can talk to people about, like, the, the minor, you know, victories that they're having and the way that their career is progressing, and she's fucking killing it, so I'm stoked for her. She's writing on TV shows and quitting day jobs right and left, so it's fucking great, right? Yes? You can make it! filmmakers that Moshe Kasher told can't. 
I mean, you probably still won't, but you could, maybe. Um, but I love her so much, and you guys are going to love her. Let's hear it right now for Phoebe Robinson, guys. Even up for Phoebe. Keep it going for Cameron, everybody. Yeah. We're having fun. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I am turning 30 soon, you guys. Um, and I used to have goals. I used to have things I wanted to achieve. Um, but now the only thing I care about is getting my Netflix queue down to zero. That is the only thing that I want to happen before I turn 30. So I started going through all the stuff that I got to watch. And I just started watching Mad Men recently. Has anyone seen that show? Yeah. And I didn't watch it for the longest time um, because I hate when Hollywood likes to reimagine the 60s as the sexy, awesome, mysterious time for everybody when it sucked for everyone who wasn't like a straight white dude. You know what I mean? Because it's not like the movie Braveheart, right? Like, none of us were there. None of us knows anybody who was there. So when you watch the movie, you're like, yeah, that's probably 97% accurate. When has Mel Gibson been wrong about anything? I think I trust this guy. I think I trust him. But there are old black ladies who live in my building who like used to march during the 60s, so it always felt kind of weird for me. But my boyfriend's like, you have to watch the show. It's so good. So I watched the first episode recently, and OMG, John Hamm is really hot, you guys. Right? Like, he's so good looking that he made me completely like forget all the misgivings that I had about this show. I was like, John Hamm is so hot. That would gladly be considered three-fifths human (laughs) to get five-fifths of his dick. Like, that is what was in my heart for a full minute. So I don't think I'd be a good civil rights leader. I'm not sure what is to be gained from that. Um, Yeah, I've been with my boyfriend for a while, and I had to meet his parents recently, uh, which was stressful because he's white, so his parents are white, which is, ugh! I hate when that happens. It's so annoying how that works. Um, No, it's fine. When we're getting ready to go meet them, I was like, hey, did you let them know that I'm black, you know? Because, like, you don't want to show up and surprise people with that information, you know? Because then they have to decide in like five seconds or not if they're racist, you know? And they're just staring at you like a YouTube video that's buffering. Like, that's not cool for anyone. So I was like, hey, did you let them know that I'm black? And my boyfriend was like, oh, I'm pretty sure they know. Wait, What? Like, what are you telling your parents about me that you're pretty sure they know I'm black? Like, did you tell them that I double dutch? Like, what (laughs) is your damage? What? He's great. I, uh... There's some things I want to change about my boyfriend, you know? Uh, And one of the things that I want to change about him is I want him to stop, like poking his dick in my back (laughs) as like a way of letting me know that he's ready to have sex. I don't know if anyone's been through this, uh, but it sucks. Uh, Well, I'll just be like cuddling, watching TV. He just starts like humping away (laughs) up and down my back. And he always does it when we're watching something like sad and intense, like Grey's Anatomy. So now I'm emotionally confused. I'm like, what do I do with this boner? It's too much for me to handle. So I told him, I was like, hey, knock it off. Like, it doesn't feel good. It's distracting. Plus, I don't think you would like if I just, like, walked up to you and, like, rested my vagina on your shoulder blade. And just left it sitting there like a leftover shoulder pad from the Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation tour. I don't think you'd be into that, so knock it off. But he hasn't, you guys. He hasn't. He keeps doing it. This is his only move. This is it. And he thinks it's sexy and romantic. And I'm like, no, babe, that's prison shit. So I need you 
to use your words. Treat me like a lady. So I think he's the one. Um, I do, you guys. I really do. So if things don't work out with John and I, I think I'm done. Like I'm just never going to date outside my race again. Because it's too hard, you know? It's too much work because you have to, like, educate someone else about your culture. And that's why it's good to date within your race because you can go home and be ignorant together. (laughs) It's great. But now it's like a freaking seminar all the time when I'm around his family. And that's not the point of interracial dating. The point of interracial dating is to have hot Lisa Bonet babies. Like that. (laughs) It's for two people to come together and create an army of like vaguely beige colored 27 year old Gap models named Quinoa. Like that (laughs) is the purpose. But that's not what I'm doing. Like recently I had to explain to his family that the reason black women wear a shower cap when they take a shower is so that when they get out the water they don't like Frederick Douglass on a Black History Month stamp. Like that's not how I wanted to spend my holiday. It's not cool. I'm happy that uh, gay people are on the come up. They can get married, like they're just, they're crushing it. They're getting all their rights, it's amazing, it's about fucking time. But I'm kind of concerned because when people are, are oppressed, that's when they look their best. <laughs> like, think about like the civil rights. Like during that time, like literally every black person looked amazing. Like every guy was like suits and cufflinks and we were in, like these cute like little dresses. But then we got our rights right. And now we do dumb shit with it. We just do. We can't be left to our own devices. Like there's a, a rapper named Gucci Mane. <laughs> and he has tattooed on his face a picture of an ice cream cone. <laughs> with no sprinkles, no sprinkles. So you already that's what happens when people get their rights. Like, they just don't think. They just do crazy shit. Like, but every group goes through this. Like, white people went through this, too, you know? White people were oppressed for a bit. Like, the pilgrims. They had struggles. That's why they left. That's why they got on a fucking boat and left. But when they got on the boat, like, they were wearing tights and pea coats. Like, they looked like Joe Namath on the sideline of the New York Jets. Like, they looked <laughs> impeccable. And now when you see just like a random ass white dude with like a powdered wig and tights on, he's not fighting for his rights. That's like a casual like Craigslist encounter that's gone wrong. Like that's the difference. <laughs> All right, you guys have been fantastic. My name is Sweet Rosen. Have a good night. <laughs> guys, keep it going for Phoebe. <laughs> oh, Phoebe, don't worry too much. Girl, I promise to look amazing. No matter how many rights I have. (laughs) I'm going to keep this jacket plus get others. (laughs) He was talking about John Hamm, which I know is like a big... uh, People are into that dude. Uh, People are into that dude. And, uh, you know, hey, I've looked at internet pictures of his balls. For sure I have. Like a bunch. I was just, the other day, morning, I, was, I spent 45 minutes in my bed in the morning just being like, where else? Oh, there too? In those pants? Got it. Um, I've seen his balls a bunch. Don't what me? What, don't you know about the internet and memes? But I will say that, you know, like it is also, so like living uh, in, in Los Angeles, you see people that are, um, you know, that are famous faces like John Hamm's, or John Hamm's balls, his most famous face. Um... <laughs> Well, you also get a chance to see, like, just working actors. And I, I think that one thing that's kind of wild is, like, seeing personal celebrities. That's something that happens in L.A. Um, it's happened to me. Like, for, like, so John Hamm's long-term partner is a woman named Jennifer Westfeld. And, and Jennifer Westfeld uh, starred in and wrote a movie called Kissing Jessica Stein, which is, like, 90% of what I did with my first girlfriend is watch that movie. And if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. 
We just watched that movie and tried to figure out how women have sex with each other. Which is hilarious because that movie stars two straight women who are not doing the right things. <laughs> like, they're mostly telling their mother that they're gay. Like, that's most of the way they have sex with each other. But The way women really have sex with each other is like, well, like, imagine people having sex with each other. It looks like that. Which still blows people's minds, you know, because they think it's like, oh, are you leaning away or in different rooms? It's like, no, it's just pretty much on top and then thrusting. <laughs> like all sex. I feel like people are really confused about that. But I saw her on the street. I saw her on the street. And uh, so that's, that's like, I mean, I, and I didn't know. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't, I wouldn't, um, I didn't feel comfortable like s- stopping her because, I, you know, she's a person, a human being. But I also, like, I wonder, looking back on it, if that... Because, I mean, if you're... Let's say you're, John Hamm is your long-term partner. She was more famous than he was for most of their relationship. They've been together for, like, 20 years, and then she made a movie. He would go to premieres. He has a teeny bit part in the movie where he plays, like, a guy she might be interested in, and then she's with a girl. Like, he, like she was like, I don't know way. This, like, to, to Don Draper. Like, that's his job in that movie. And then he was, like, not making it, not making it, and then now Mad Men, and, he's, and she's still... There's still pictures of them walking in New York. Like, we're, we just are people that are hanging out together. And um, so I didn't throw myself at her feet and be like, thanks for making that movie! It was that and Boys Don't Cry for me! <laughs> and a little bit of If These Walls Could Talk, too. Am I right? Anybody know what the fuck I'm talking about? Oh, wow! More people than I thought! If these walls could talk to fans, uh, you can look that up on YouTube. It's clipped, um, and you can find a lot of the greatest clips of If These Walls Could Talk To, which is, of course, uh, HBO, I think? HBO's series about lesbians uh, living in the same house through different decades. <laughs> you guys probably know that. Um, <laughs> what am I telling you something you did? No, you, you were there. Yeah, like, it's got Chloe in it. Um, yeah, Ellen's in it. Thank you so much. Yeah, Ellen's... Of course Ellen's in it, right? And Sharon Stone, you know, because Sharon Stone and Ellen are together in that movie, which is, like, nice to see, you know, Sharon Stone really getting into it. <laughs> Isn't it? Like, at the time, think about what... Because this was, like, in the late 90s or early 2000s this movie was made. Think about what a pull that was for that lesbian movie. Like, a lesbian TV movie. They were like, oh, we got Sharon Stone. Can you imagine the meeting? When they were like, we got Sharon Stone! Can you imagine that meeting? <laughs> Like, Ellen was still untouchable. Like, you, like, you, like, Ellen was black. Ellen was not, and they were like, oh, you know who's going to fuck Ellen in this? Sharon Stone. And they just, anyway. So those are some things you check out. I hope you, uh, I hope you have a chance to see some, like, some personal heroes. Um, For instance, like, if any of you guys run into me on the street. (laughs) What would that be like for you? I can't even imagine. I hike a lot, so you'll find me in Griffith Park. I'm going to be wearing tighter pants than these. Can you believe it? I can. Um, hey, we got one final comic, and we, it's his first time on the show, and we're so happy that he's here. So since he's our last comic, and it's his first time, we're going to go super nuts. Am I right? Yeah. Let's hear it right now for Ahmed Barusha. Guys, give it up for him. Good show. Good fun show. We've taken it too far with cows. Right? We kill them, we eat them, we wear them. That's on par with most animals. But with cows, we also eat veal, which are their children. (laughs) Then we drink their milk, which doesn't sound so bad, but it's the milk intended for their children we ate. We eat their babies, and then we eat their babies' food <laughs> with cookies. <laughs> Just dunking cookies. Ooh, who wants to eat a dry cookie? That's gross. <laughs> then, on top of all of that, we take pictures of our missing children. <laughs> And put it on their milk. <laughs> hey, sorry for killing your kid. Haven't seen my kid, though. Have you? <laughs> really worried about my kid. Your kid's dead. Ate him. Washed him down with his own food. <laughs> Keep a lookout for my kid. <laughs> Recently, outside of my house, I had a bunch of crows. 
I didn't invite them. They were just there in one tree, like 20, 30 crows in one tree, just cawing nonstop for about two days straight, just like, all 20 to 30, like two days nonstop, just, so finally we called animal control. We're like, hey, what the hell is wrong with these birds? They're like, it's baby crow season. They're just calling at the baby crows until they fly, and that can last up to five days. I was like, what? That's the crow flight training program? <laughs> That's how you teach the gift of flight? Just fly, 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 for five days <laughs> and it works five days they were gone they just learned how to fly to spite um, gay marriage is still not legal in most places we had a boo for that boo boo you're gay gotcha <laughs> that's how Hitler did it you better watch out it's crazy to outlaw marriage. Marriage is a happy thing. You shouldn't be able to vote on someone else's happiness. It's not fair. That's like if you went to a restaurant. These people don't know these gay people. They're not going to know them. They're not going to be their friends. That's like if you went to a restaurant and you're like, uh, waiter, I'll have the cake. And then the guy at the table next to you is like, uh, waiter, cancel that cake. <laughs> like, uh, I was going to have the cake over here by myself. I don't want anyone to have cake. <laughs> Why, what's wrong with cake? God hates cake. <laughs> you just made that up. My kids are here. If they see you eating cake, then they're going to have cake, too. You can go home and eat cake in private. But before getting called cake, maybe a civil muffin. <laughs> I've titled that joke, Have Your Gay and Eat It, Too. <laughs> I feel like God had kids too early. Should have waited. It's clearly like a baby god when he made Earth, you know, like goo everywhere. First few million years, he's just obsessed with dinosaurs. He's like, oh, this is a T-Rex. <laughs> oh, this one has a long neck and eats leaves. <laughs> then he hit puberty and he was like, fuck dinosaurs. I hate dinosaurs. I never like dinosaurs. I'll be in my room listening to music. Ice Age. <laughs> Then he had Adam and Eve, who was clearly only like a teenage god, right? Because he didn't take on any responsibility. He was just like, uh, listen, guys, just stay right here and don't touch my stuff. And then he just left. <laughs> he was just like, ah. Comes back, they touch his stuff, and he's like, what the fuck? Get out. He kicks them out after one strike. He's like, go live with your mother. Starts having more kids, gets more controlling, laying down more rules. Don't go over here. Don't go over there. Don't stick your dick in this guy's butt. <laughs> Then he gets more obsessive. He's like, tell your friends about me. Tell your friends about dad. <laughs> tell them to come to dad's house. Tell them I'm a fun dad. I'm the only dad. Thou shall only have one dad. <laughs> then when people don't listen, he just drowns everybody. <laughs> That's the number one worst thing you could do as a parent. <laughs> then he tries to make up for it by giving us a rainbow. He's just like, hey, here's sorry for murdering everyone. Here's a bunch of colors you can't touch. Are we cool now? <laughs> Even Stevens. <laughs> Then he has his favorite kid, not supposed to have favorite kids, not healthy for the children. Sends him down to earth, but Jesus doesn't go along with anyone. His most favorite kids don't, right? Comes down, he's like, hey, I'm God's son. And they're like, well, aren't we all God's children? He goes, I'm God's real son. You guys are adopted. Everyone's like, what, what are you talking about? That's not true. What are you talking about? It's like, God says you're not doing it right. You got to do better. God do this. God do that. God be like me. And they're like, well, well, who the hell do you think you are? And he's like, I'm also God. And they're like, no, his number one rule is only one God. And he's like, well, I'm God too. <laughs> so then they murdered him according to God's own rules. And then God comes back and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he never talked to us again. Just walked out. Now the whole world has abandonment issues because half the world's like, there is no God, he's dead. And the rest of the world's like, he's coming back, he'll be back. <laughs> hey, you guys are great, thank you very much.
hands together. Put your 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 hands together. Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <laughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.